We begin today at the Mishnah on Daf Lamed Aleph, Lamed Aleph, Sakta Heilige Mishnah. A person says he makes a net that he will not have any benefit of those that rest on Shabbos. Who does that include? Asabi Yisrael. So he may not have any benefit of any, any Yidin that rest on Shabbos. But also of Asabi Kutim. But he's also not allowed to have any Hanah from Kutim. Now Kutim are Goyim that came in the time of the first base of Mikdash. And Melech Asher, he brought them to Eretz Yisrael, and they were Megayer. But they were Megayer because they were afraid of lions that came to attack them. And this is brought in Gemara many times as a Machloikis, whether these Kutim, their Gatus is good or their Gatus is not good. In this Mishnah, it seems like it's saying that the Gatus, this conversion of the Kutim, is accepted and they're considered to be Eden. And therefore, they're keeping Shabbos. So if you make a nether from those that keep Shabbos, it includes these Kutim as well. Shum. If they're not Jewish, then... Okay, we'll see, we'll see him in a moment in the Gemara there. A person makes a neder, he's not going to have a no from any of those that eat garlic on Friday night. What's the significance about eating garlic on Friday night? So the Rosh of here brings a Gemara in Baba Kama that says an interesting thing, that Ezra was misakin different takonis. One of the takonis that he was misakin was to eat garlic on Friday night because it's Marba Zera. And that's the Zman of the Oina of Talmidei Chachamim. So this was a Takana of Ezra. So this is a, a, hanha, a Minig by Yidin, amongst Yidin. So therefore, Asa be Yisrael. He'll be Asa to have any benefit of Yid. And also, Asa be Kutim, Kutim as well, that converted and have the same Minig like Yidin. He'll be Asa from them as well. Ma'ila Yerushalayim. If he makes a Neder, not to have any benefit for those that, from those that go up to Yerushalayim. So then Asa be Yisrael. He can't have any benefit from any Yidin that go up or Eile Regal to the Beis HaMikdash in Yerushalayim, but Umutter Bekutim. But he's allowed to have benefit from the Kutim because they didn't go to Yerushalayim. They had their own place that they built in Grizim, not in Yerushalayim, Grizim, not in Yerushalayim. So therefore from the Kutim, Mikravano. Okay, so the Gemara explains here as follows. My Shoiv Sei Shabbos. When it says in the Mishnah that you're making another from those that are resting on Shabbos. What, what does that mean? How do we define this expression? If you'll say what this means is, it really means those that are actually fulfilling it, those that are actually keeping Shabbos. If so, so then why are you saying that you'll be also dafke with kutim that keep Shabbos like Yidin? If it's just referring to those that actually keep the day of Shabbos and actually rest on Shabbos, so then I feel like why wouldn't that include even Goyim as well if a guy decides to rest on Shabbos? So the fact is, he's resting on Shabbos. So maybe this should refer to, this should include a guy as well. So Ella, what are you going to answer me? No, it doesn't include a guy. When he says, Shreif se Shabbos, he means those that are actually commanded on the mitzvah of Shabbos. That's why it doesn't include a guy, which is not commanded. So it only includes the Yisrael and the Kutim, because the Kutim are also commanded. Like I said before, we accept the conversion of the Kutim. But if so, what is it saying? The Sefer of the Mishnah, if you make a nether, not to have enough from Oil Yerushalayim. So you're also from Yisrael, from Yidin to go to Yerushalayim, or Mutter Bekutim. But your Mutter, to have enough from the Kutim that did not actually go up to Yerushalayim. But why not? Am I? If we understand this language to mean that those that are commanded to keep Shabbos, so here as well, when he's making a nether from Oil Yerushalayim, it should mean those that are commanded to go up to Yerushalayim. And the Kutim are also commanded to go up to Yerushalayim. So even though if they're not actually going, your nether should include them as well. So the Gemara explains, Omar Abaye, what this Lashon actually means is both. 
mitzove ve'aisiketani. When the person makes a nether shayv se Shabbos or Eli Yerushalayim, it means ones that are commanded to keep Shabbos and actually keep Shabbos. Betati bavikamaisa. So in the first two cases in the Mishnah, Yisrael vikutim. So both the Yidden and the Kutim mitzovin. They're commanded to keep Shabbos, or regarding the Shum, they have the Minig, this Takana of Ezra to eat the garlic. And the and they do it. The Kutim also do it. And therefore, you ask from both. But when it comes to Gayim, even those that do so, meaning even those Gayim that keep Shabbos, but they, they keep Shabbos, but they're not commanded to keep Shabbos. And in fact, like you mentioned before, they're not even allowed to keep Shabbos. But when it comes to going up to Yerushalayim, Yisrael mitzvim v'aisin. So Yidin are commanded to go up to Yerushalayim and they fulfill as well. So that's included in the nether of Eilat Yerushalayim. Because again, it has to be both mitzvim v'aisin. But kutim mitzvim v'aisin. They're commanded to go up to Yerushalayim, but they don't actually go up to Yerushalayim. So it's not included in the nether. So what was this nether? What in the mission, what nether did he make? He's having not going to have a no. He's and have somebody who's a yid's not going to have enough somebody from another yid who keeps Shabbos. Correct, correct. <laughs> That's the nether. It's a beautiful nether. Talk to Eli Here's another beautiful one. Kainam, person makes a nether. She'eni nana lebnei noyach. I will not have any ano of the descendants of noyach. Who are the descendants of noyach? Mutter be Yisrael. So he's a lot to have ano from all yidin. And v'asa be'evikachav. He's not allowed to have a from any goyim. Frakti gemarev Yisrael minofik meklal bnei noyach. Yidden are not the descendants of noyach. We all are descendants of noyach. After the mabul, that's all that was left. Says the gemara no, but kivin the iktish Avram. Once Avram was sanctified and he was chosen and he became the first yid. Iskaru al shmei. All yidden are called the descendants of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. We're not anymore considered to be the descendants of noyach, and therefore the expression of bnei noyach does not include yidden. Person makes a nether, I will not have any benefit of the descendants of Avram. So what does this mean? He's not allowed to have a no of any Yidin, because we are the descendants of Avram. And we're allowed to have a no from any Goyim. So the Gemara asks on this, There are amongst the Goyim, the Yishmaelim, that they come from Avram Avinu. <coughs> <coughs> Answers the Gemara, no, but the Ebesha told Avram, Ki bi Yitzchak, that it's with Yitzchak, that he will be considered to be, he will be called your descendant. Yishmal, the Galatian that says in another place, Yishmal, he left and he got disconnected from Avram Avinu, and therefore he's not considered to be his descendant. Frek the Gemara, but Vayeke Esav, how about Esav? All the guys that come from Esav, they come from Yitzchak, so they're also descendants of Avram. Answers the Gemara, but the Pasik says, Be Yitzchak, ki be Yitzchak, ikar kal Yitzchak. Not the entire, all the, both children of Yitzchak are his descendants. When Avram was told, Be Yitzchak, ikar lechazara, it means part of Yitzchak, which is only uh, Yaakov and not Esav. Zakta Eli Mishneh, person makes a neder, she'eni nenem Yisrael. He says, I will not have any anor from another Yid. Now, the simple shot of this Mishneh is, he's saying he's not going to have anor from any Yid. No, no Yidin at all. But you could also learn this Mishnah that some learn this Mishnah that it means he's saying, I'm not going to have Anah from a particular Yid, one particular person. Be that as it may, the point is that he made a nether not to have Anah from a Yid. And now the, this Mishnah will discuss what's with uh, any transactions, buying, selling. If you're buying from this person or selling from this person, there's Anah involved. 
you've, you're buying this item, so you, you're, you're having an offer on what you're buying. If you're selling, you're getting paid, you're also having an offer from him. So are you allowed to buy and sell to this person? So the Mishnah says, if you, if you say that you're not going to have an offer from this Yisrael, so so when you buy from him, you should buy when it's overpriced, meaning you should pay a, a, a big price so you're not having an offer because you're paying overpriced for this. And when you sell to him, so then you have to sell it underpriced. So like this, he's having the anah because he's paying a cheap price. You're not having any anah by selling this. What's if it's the opposite? Nanli, person makes a nether that no yid should have anah from me. So now, so now the Mishnah says you have to do the opposite. He's not allowed to have anah from you. So bepaches. So then he has to buy it from a, with a, uh, with a, uh, when it's underpriced, like this. He will not have any anor from you. Again, you, you, you have to buy it from him. If you're buying something from him, you buy it underpriced. So uh, he's not having any anor from you, right? And you sell him, when you sell him, you overcharge him. So like this, he's not having anor from you. You're overcharging him. But the Mishnah says, who's going to listen to you to do this? So he's not going to hear. Okay, or so the, the Ram brings another gear to hear. If, if he's going to be ready, if he's going to listen to you, you can do this. But uh, Mishnah basically is trying to say there's no other way out. This is the only thing you could do. And if he's not going to listen to you, too bad. Now, what if the person said, that I will not have a law, a law from them and they. For me, will not have a no. Your nether is both ways. Right? So now you can't sell or buy in any way. Whatever you do, someone is having a no. If you overprice it, so that if you get paid, so you're having a no. If, you, if, you, if, you are, if you're selling it for less, so then the buyer is having a no. So either way, none of them could have a no from each other. So then, your nether was not to have a no from Yidin, or the Yidin shouldn't have a no from you, so you'll only be able to sell and buy from a guy. Uh, or Yehana uh, Okay, so you can uh, you can be Mahana to a guy by selling to a guy, buying from a guy, but not with another yid because you can't have enough from each other. So Shmuel said the Gemara here brings a, a statement from Shmuel, and then it will ask from what it said just now in the Mishnah here. So Shmuel said, A person buys a vessel from a, ca- a craftsman, but he didn't yet buy it because he took it basically levakrei to examine it, to see if he's going to want to buy it or not. Now, as it's in his hand, it fell out of his hand, it cracked and broke. Uh-oh. So what happens now? Chayiv, he's going to be Chayiv, even if it was an oinus, so he's Chayiv to pay for this. What's the reason he's Chayiv to pay for this? Because when he took this as a buyer, and the Ran over here says the price was set already, there's no one negotiating about the price, so the moment he decides he wants to buy it, he can buy it, he can keep it. So, but he didn't buy it yet. So therefore, what's the status at this point? His status with this vessel he has in his possession is a shoyal. He's a borrower. Okay. What's the halacha of a borrower? The halacha of a borrower is kol shaloi because he's the one that has the entire benefit of this. That's how you define a borrower. A borrower is obligated to pay for einsin because he's the one that gets the full benefit of this and therefore he has to pay for an einus. So, so, just a second. So over here as well, this borrower... Is the full the full benefit is his, and therefore he has to pay for the einus that occurs. Okay, so now the thing is, why why is the full benefit the buyer's benefit? Mm-hmm. The, the seller is also having benefit out of this. No, he's selling this item. Mm-hmm. So what you see over here from what Shmuel is saying, as the Gemara now says, Alma kesavar hanas When a sale t- happens, 
person is selling and a buying, who's the one that we consider is having the full benefit of this? The buyer. And that's why this buyer over here, when if, he, if an inus occurs before he actually bought it, but, but because he's a buyer and he could buy it at any given moment, he's, he's, the price was set already, so therefore the, the buyer is the one that has the full benefit and he's going to be high on this inus. No Okay, so now from what it says in our Mishnah, from our Mishnah we see that the benefit of a sale is not so posh. What, what did the Mishnah basically say? The Gemara's question over here will be that if you look in the Mishnah, it depends on the price. Is it overpriced? Is it underpriced? That's what it depends on who has the benefit. We're not going to say by a sale that it's considered to be always the buyer's benefit, like, like Shmuel is saying. So let's see. Tanan, what did it say in the Mishnah? A person says, I will not have any benefit from Yisrael. So then what happens? <coughs> so the Mishnah says, so if you're selling it, so you have to sell it with a lower price. So like this, there'll be no hana. You're not getting any hana from this Yisrael because you're not getting paid a proper price for it. So what do you understand from a Mishnah? If this is a regular sale and it's being sold for its regular price, so then the seller is getting a benefit. He's getting a proper price. So it's, his, it's, it's, it's the seller's benefit as well. So, so then you can't sell it with this price. Now, but if from what Shmuel says, that he considers a person that's holding this item to purchase, and he's considered to be fully the benefit of the buyer. And that's why he has the status of a borrower, and he's going to be obligated to pay for an anonymous. So if we're going to say that it's the Hanor de Lekeach, so then even if... This is something which is sold for the regular price. So the halacha should still be that you can sell this. The meicher, which made the net that he will not have any anah, is getting no anah. Shmuel says the seller in a regular sale gets no anah. It's considered to be fully the benefit and the, the anah just of the buyer. Answers the Gemara, depends on the situation. Depends to what kind of item this is. Masnisin bezvine deromi alape. The Mishnah is speaking about the sale of an item that's lying in his face. It's lying in front of him, meaning it's an item which is hard to sell. So therefore, in such a case, the seller does get a benefit by the sale because it's a hard, hard to sell item. Adarabha, the buyer is not the one that has so much of a benefit by buying this because the buyer has many places he can buy this item. It's a hard to sell item. He can go anywhere and find it and buy it. But it's for the seller. This is something which is hard to sell and therefore it's considered to be for the benefit of the seller and therefore the Mishnah said only if you're going to be getting a cheap price for this then you're not getting any anah. If that's what our Mishnah is speaking about, a hard to sell item, and therefore it's for the benefit of the Meicher when he sells. What was the first point that the Mishnah said? So the Mishnah says, that when you are the Lekeach, you're buying this item from somebody, so you should pay a bigger price for this. And only then will I say that you're not getting any benefit. But why are you saying that you have to pay a bigger price for this in order that it shouldn't be for the benefit of the Lekeach? If we're talking about something which is hard to sell, something which is hard to sell, even if you're just paying the regular price, who's the one that gets the benefit in such a case? The seller, the meicher, because he has a hard time selling this. So why does the Mishnah here say that you have to pay a bigger price in order that it should be to the benefit of the seller? For Oid, besides this, aim a safer. What does the Mishnah and the safer say? When the person says that this Yisrael should not have enough from me, so the Mishnah says, so, like, so when you buy from him, pay him a cheaper price, like this, he's not going to have any anah from you. But then the Mishnah also said, and this is what the Gemara is going to focus on right now, and when you're selling to him, so sell him and charge him a bigger price, uh, 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 overpriced. So there's, he's not going to have anah from you. 
But the question is, if, like we just said, we're speaking over here in the Mishnah about an item that lies in your face, it's hard to sell. So then even if it's a regular price, so then it should be the same thing. The, the benefit is to the seller. You're the seller. And this person that's not allowed to have a no from you, he's the buyer. So even if you sell them to a regular price, you're the one, only the seller's having a no. He's the buyer's not having any a no, because this is a hard to sell item. He could buy this anywhere else. So why does the Mishnah say that you have to overcharge him in order that it shouldn't be the buyer's a no? Answers, answers the Gemara. So we're going to have to say that the Reish of the Mishnah and the Seif of the Mishnah is not the same circumstance. Seife bezvina Kharife. The Seif is speaking about that the item that you're selling is actually very easily sold. It's an item that sells well. Everyone wants, what's the expression they use there? A what? High demand. A high demand item. Yeah. So everybody wants to buy this. And therefore, in such a case, it will be for the benefit of the seller, uh, not, not, the no, not, not the seller, the buyer, exactly, <laughs> because the seller, the, the seller can easily sell this, but the, the buyer is, has a hard time finding this. And therefore, in such a case, you have to dafke overcharge him. Right, okay, so about the Gemara, not, the Gemara did not answer the question that it had on the Reisha. The Gemara is only answering the question of the Seifa, but the Gemara still continues asking over here regarding the Seifa itself. You're telling me that in the Seifa, it's speaking about a situation where this is a high demand item, and therefore the one that's getting the benefit is the, is the buyer. So, but hiachi, if so, lekeach bepachis, when it says over here that you made a, a neder, that this lekeach should not have any anor from you, so lekeach, again, that, no, not that lekeach should not have anor from you, you made a neder that, that nobody should have anor from you, and you're now buying from that person, so why does it say in the Mishnah, lekeach bepachis, that you have to buy it from him for a lower price, even if you buy from him in a regular price, since he's the seller, he's not having a no if it's a regular price. Since we're talking about a high demand item, the seller doesn't have the hana. The buyer has the hana, even by a regular price. It's only the buyer that has the hana. So why is the Mishnah saying, like Keach Bepachais, that you have to make sure that you're giving him a lower price, it's underpriced? So basically, I mean, what you see over here is the Gemara pointed out that when it comes to this question of who has a no, the buyer or the seller, it doesn't only depend on the price, whether you're overcharging or undercharging. It depends also on the item. Is it a high demand item? Is it a hard to sell item? So either way, you're going to learn our Mishnah. It's hard to understand what the Mishnah, why is the Mishnah constantly saying that it depends on the price? All it should depend on is on the, on the item itself. What, what is this item in the market? So the Gemara answers, the reason why the Mishnah says it depends on the price is because Elo must nisin the entire Mishnah. We don't have to say the Deresha and the Seifa are different cases. The entire Mishnah is all speaking about one case, Bezvine Mitzah. That this is an item that is sold, it's not high demand, it's not something which is difficult to sell, it's a regular, regular demand for this item. Well, now, when it comes to something which is a regular demand, so this kind of a sale could be a benefit for the seller. And it could also be a benefit for the buyer. Either way, it goes both ways. And that's why the Mishnah says, in such a kind of an item, it will depend on the price. If you're overcharging, so then the seller gains. And if you're undercharging, so then the buyer gains. And that's why the Mishnah said that it depends on the price. Oh, the Shmuel. When Shmuel says that who's the one that has the entire benefit, the buyer. Bizvina Kharifa. When, when it's something which is a high demand item and therefore he's the one that has the full benefit of this and therefore if it breaks in his possession he'll be a shayel and he'll have to be paid for an anus. Hanyek Vasayid Shmuel. Now the Gemara brings it as another b'raise that said similar to the halacha like Shmuel said Halikech Kelim and Atagar. Person that takes vessels from a merchant. 
and he's not sure if he wants to buy this because he's buying it as a gift for his in-laws. He's going to send it to his in-laws, maybe to his, his wife that's there by his in-laws. And he wants to see if they, if they like it. If they like it, he'll buy it for them. And he says to the seller, to this merchant, If they'll accept it from me, I'll pay you for it. But if they don't accept it, so then they'll send it back and I'll return it to you. So then I'll only pay you for the benefit that I had of this. The fact that I used it and I, that I showed that I'm ready to buy a gift. So I'll pay you only that, uh, that uh, amount for this. But I won't pay you for the, for the item itself. I'm returning it. What's the halacha? So the Braise says, If an oinus occurred with this vessel on its way, then when it was going to being sent to the in-laws, chayev. You'll be chayev for this because, according to the Rans Pshat over here, is you're a shayel. You're taking this, and this is uh, you're as a buyer, mm-hmm. and you took it as a buyer to examine, and the benefit is fully yours at this point, and because the benefit is fully yours, so therefore you're going to be chayev for this. But b'chazare, if the ayin happened when it's on its way back to return back to the to this merchant, so then potter. At this point, you're going to be potter for an ayinus, and the reason is mipnei shuhu sachar, because you're only a shaymes sachar. At this point, the benefit of, of of you having this item is not fully yours because you're not even keeping it. You, you're returning it to the to the merchant. What's the halacha? So so you do have a benefit. You, do, you have a benefit from the fact that you use this to show it to, to, to your in-laws. And you're showing how much you want to buy them a gift. But nevertheless, you can't say the benefit at this point is fully yours. Because it's already on the way back. You're returning it to the merchant. So therefore, you consider it to be like a shame sachar. You have the obligation to guard it. To make sure that it's in good condition. But you get you got, you got a certain schar for this. You got a certain pay for this. Meaning the benefit that you're able to use it to show it to your in-laws. So what's the halacha? What's the difference between a shayel and a shayel? A shayel that the benefit is fully his, is chayiv even in a oinus, even something that happens that's out of your control. A shayel that's guarding something and gets paid for it is not chayiv for an oinus, because the one that you're guarding it for has a benefit as well. And therefore you only chayiv for geneve va'aveide, but if an oinus happens, you'll be potter. The Gemara brings a story that happened, ahusaf sire de shakol chamra, because he's having a benefit and the yes, merchant the also has back, a benefit. On the way back. On the way back. What's the way back? What's the, what's the, what's the, uh, the on the way back? On the way back, the fact that he had, well, it is still it is in his possession. It still didn't get back to the, he still has the obligation. He took, he took responsibility that he's going to return it back to the owner. Well, if he's not he's buying the, it, he's the, he took the responsibility, right? He's the one who's sending it. Not, the, the seller didn't send it. The yeah, it's in his possession. Sure, this buyer has it in his possession. Why we call him a paid shomer? Why is he a paid shomer? Because paid, he's not getting paid money, but he has hano. His his pay is the fact that he's he was allowed to show it. The very fact that he's allowed to show it is a certain hano. Right? You have this all the time. Yeah, but also today's times, the seller sends it. No, no, that's not what we're talking about over here. It says over here, le He took he took those kalim. He's sending it. Gemara brings another story that happened. A person took a safsira. The safsira is a broker, right? a middleman. Okay, so, so this middleman takes this donkey to go and sell it in the marketplace. Now the deal that he has is that he takes this donkey from the owner to take it to the marketplace to sell. If it gets sold, then he gets a commission. If it doesn't get sold, he brings it back to the owner. It didn't get sold. Now, Bahadi, the Hodder, on his way back home, bringing this donkey back from the marketplace, back to the owner, Itnes Chamra. Oynes happened to this donkey, it died, and now, what the question is, is he obligated as a borrower 
to pay for this or not. So what happened? Chayve Rav Nachman Lishlumi. Rav Nachman obligated him to pay for this ayinus that occurred when he was already on the way back with the donkey. So Eisvei Rav Rav Nachman. So Rav asked Rav Nachman, didn't we just learn the Brisa? If you were taking a vessel or over here the donkey and you're on the way to the marketplace and you're going to sell it, so then chayiv, on your way there to sell, so then you're going to be chayiv. But b'chazad, if you're already on the way back, once you're on the way back, you're bringing it back to the owner, so now you can't say that the ana is all yours because you, you, you're, you're already on your way giving it back. Mm-hmm. So over here, potter, in such a case, you're going to be potter, it's not the ana, is not all yours, so you're not chayiv for an oinus. Amalei, so Rav Nachman answered, this case is different than what it says in the Braise, the person that took this vessel to bring to his in-laws. Why? <laughs> Even on his way back, he'll have the same halacha like when he's on, when on his way to the marketplace. Why? The reason is, <laughs> if he would find somebody to sell this to, even when he's standing at the door of his house, wouldn't he sell it? <laughs> By the person that took the vessels to his in-laws. So once his in-laws didn't want it, on the way back, it's for sure going back to the seller, to the merchant, or to the craftsman. Over here, on your way back to the last moment, you hope, maybe I'll still find someone to buy this. Person makes a nether, I will not have a no from people that are arelim. Arelim means a person that had no bris. So what does this expression include? Mutte ba'arele Yisrael. Even Yidin, that did not have a bris yet, for whatever reason, they can't have a bris, for medical reasons, whatever it is, they still are not called arelim. But v'asa b'mulei o'evdikechavim. On the other hand, a guy, even a guy that was circumcised, Still, you're going to be also from him because he's also called an Oro, Arelem. Shani nen, mulem. A person says, I make a net that I will not have enough from those that had a bris. The term mulem, what does that include? Yisrael. So, he'll be Asr even from those Yidin that did not have a bris. But a mutter, and he'll be allowed to have enough even from Goyim that were circumcised. They're not called mulem. The mulem refers to a Yid that had a bris. The term Arla is an expression that goes on Goyim Bechlal. As, as the Mishnah here brings a few Psukim. Shanama, Kichola Goyim Arelim, Bechobes Yisrael, Arle Leiv. Goyim are called Arelim. Yidin could be called Arle Leiv, that they have a closed heart, but Goyim are called Arelim. Vayim, another Pasik, Vahoya, Plishti, Arl Azeh. Plishti is a Arl. Vayim, a third Pasik, Pentis Machna, Benois Plishtim, Pentalizna, Benois Ho Arelim. So it refers to the Goyim as Arelim. Mishnah continues Bechlal regarding the big mile of the mitzvah of Bris Mila. Rabbi Loza ben Azariah Yomer, Rabbi Loza ben Azariah said, Mu'usa hiya arla shenizgana barishayim. Repulsive is the arla that the goyim were disgraced by this. Shenem, as the Pasuk says, ki kol ha-goyim arelim. All goyim are called arelim. Rabbi Shmuel, Laimir Rabbi Shmuel said, Gidoi la mila, mila is very great. Shenichrasu alea shloish esri brisais. There are 13 times bris that it says in the Torah in Parashas Lech Lecha when it speaks about the mitzvah of bris milah. 13 times it says the Lashon of bris. So this shows how great this mitzvah is. And the main point that the Mishnah is trying to say here is in connection to what it said before that this applies to every single Yid. The mitzvah of bris is every single Yid has this special connection through the mitzvah of bris even a Yid that couldn't have a bris. Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi says G'dayla milah shadeiches ha-shabbos chamura. Mila is so great that it pushes off even Shabbos. That's so, that's one of the most stringent mitzvahs. Rabbi Shur ben Karachayme, Gedayla Mila, Shlenitla Leila Moshe, Tzadik Mila is so great that Hashem didn't give Moshe Rabbeinu even an hour 
to fulfill this mitzvah. And he just, he, he even waited a short time to fulfill the mitzvah with his children and his life was in danger. Rav Nechemia, as the Gemara the here, will bring the story. Rav Nechemia, Oymir Rav Nechemia said, How great is the mitzvah of Mila? It pushes off a nega. There's a laugh to cut off a nega a person has. But if a person has a nega in the place of the bris and he has to fulfill the mitzvah, so it pushes off this laugh of cutting off a nega. Rabbi Oymir Rabbi said, Gedoyla Mila. Mila is so great. Shekola mitzvah. Sheasa Avram Avinu. All the mitzvahs Avram Avinu did, Leinikra Shalim. He was not referred to in the Torah as being complete. Atshamal, until he had the mid the bris. Shanam, as the Pasik says, is Halach Lafonai Tamim. You'll go in front of me and over there speaking about the bris, only then you'll be whole. Okay, but the Mishnah uses the term Shalim. Shalim means that only when a person has a bris is he complete with all of his Hevarim. Okay, we'll see the Gemara, we'll talk about this more. Well, we'll get back to this in the Gemara. Now the Gemara continues, another thing. Doverach, another Pshat, Gedoyle Mila, how great is Mila Shil if not for this mitzvah, loy bara kadosh baruch hu esay l'amay. The Eivishu would have not created the world. Shenem akoyam Hashem im loy berisi yoyim v'laylo chukes shemayim v'aretz leisamti. If not for the bris that we have in this world, so then the laws of heaven and earth I will not would have not created. There's one more thing according to the Gersa and you have in the Enyakiv the Ran. If you look here in the Agos with Siyunim, at least in the side of this Gemara, they bring it. The Ran brings it uh, that Rabbi Oimer Rabbi said gedayla mila she shkula keneged kala mitzvus. Mila is greater than all other mitzvahs. Shaname hine dam bris. Hine dam. What's the conclusion of that pasik? <coughs> what? You have that continuation of the pasik? Okay, so over there you see that the, the, the bris is connected all mitzvahs of the Torah. Okay, let's see over here the story that the Gemara says that happened by Moshe Rabbeinu. Tanya Rabbi Shur ben Karchaim Gedayla Mila Shakozuchuyesh Asa Moshe Rabbeinu. Mila so great, even after all the merits Moshe Rabbeinu had. They did not stand for him. They did not uh, protect him. When he was lazy or when he was negligent regarding the mitzvah of Mila. As it says, On his way traveling back to Mitzrayim with his sons, and he did not give them a bris yet, and the Abishta came and, and ambushed him, so to speak, and was, was going to kill him. As the Pasuk there describes a story with a snake that was going to kill Moshe Rabbeinu. What happened over here? So the Gemara explains, God forbid, that he was negligent regarding this mitzvah. Ella, what happened? This is what Moshe Rabbeinu said. Will I do the mitzvah of bris with my son? And then I should travel, go out on the way. I can't. Sakonihi. To take a baby. The mitzvah of bris was just done. And to travel a long way like this is a sakana. So I'll have to wait three days. By Shechem it says that on the third day of the bris, the, the people there in the city, on the third day, they were all very weak. So he has to wait three days. So maybe I should do the mitzvah, bris, and I'll wait. I'll wait three days. I can't wait three days. David says, go, return to Mitzrayim. How could I wait? I also have a mitzvah of bris, but I also have a mitzvah to return immediately to Mitzrayim. So therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu that waited to do this bris, he didn't wait. He was doing a mitzvah. He was traveling to Mitzrayim. That's what he had to do right now. So why was there an Einish? Because when Moshe Rabbeinu had to stop along the way to Mitzrayim, he first, when he came to the hotel where he was, he first occupied himself with setting things up over there in the hotel, whatever, being there in the hotel, before he did the mitzvah of the bris. 
Shanema, as the Pasik says, where did this happen that he that the snake came to attack him? It was here in this in this in this hotel. And he should have done the bris before. Before anything. As soon as he stopped, he should have immediately done the mitzvah of bris. Okay, now the, the uh, Ran over here adds to this. Didn't we just say that the moment you do the mitzvah of bris, you can't continue traveling? Mm-hmm. So he won't be able to continue going to Mitzrayim. How could he do the mitzvah of bris? Yeah, Says the Ran, it wasn't such a long distance. When he was traveling from Midian to Mitzrayim, a very long distance, it was dangerous for him to travel with his baby. But over here, he was already close enough to Mitzrayim that he could have done the bris right away and stopped right over there. Just let's, let's finish to the data of here in the Gemara. Rabbi Shemuel Gamliel Loim, Rabbi Shemuel Gamliel said, Loyal Moshe Rabbeinu Bikr Satan Larek. There wasn't Moshe Rabbeinu that the Satan wanted to kill, but rather Ella Loisetinik. It was a baby that was his, his life was in danger. That's who he wanted to kill. Shanema, as the Pasik says, Kichasan Domimatali, Tseyre Mikari Chasan. Who is it that's referred to as a Chasan? Have Oime Zatinik. The child, he, he, the child is the chassan. By a bris, the father is the chassan. The child that's having the bris, he's called the chassan of the event. He's the, he's the, so therefore the chassan refers to the child and he's the one that the malach in the form of a snake wanted to kill.